What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another glorious Tuesday with another beautiful episode of Off the Dome Radio. Uh, so today we get into a little bit of interesting uh, conspiracy talk. We talk a little bit about Jeff Epstein and what's going on with his whole ordeal and uh, his alleged suicide. Uh, but then talk a little bit about the gym and how you don't need to spend two, three hours in there. Let's be productive. How are you spending the time that you are there? Uh, my ROE, talk a little bit more about my mom. Uh, been on a trend with her lately because she's dropping some hard knowledge. And uh, whether she knows it or not, yeah, she's making the show regularly. What's up, Ma? Uh, so is everything and everyone, does it need to be fixed? Are things as broke as we think? Or are those our things that we think that we need to fix? And then I end with some book talk. Uh, we talk about getting out of your negative thoughts. Over 50,000 thoughts a day. How do we stay away from as many negatives as we can? And then I talk about a new habit that I'm starting to form. Uh, so we get into that as well. Tim, uh, where do you take us this episode? Yeah, so today on Current Events, I'm going to talk about Jay-Z and Rock Nation and their partnership with the NFL, um, what this could impact could be for social justice, um, why Jay-Z is doing this, what this could potentially mean uh, for this co- this type of conversation that's been a very hot topic for the NFL. Is it a PR move by the NFL? Is it a business move by Jay-Z? What's his plan for, for social justice and, and fixing it? So we'll talk about that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then for real life experience, I visited my brother in New York this past weekend. So I saw, saw a lot of cool things. Um, so I reflect on that, talk about how my perspective changed a little bit just by witnessing um, the most productive city in the world and just everything I saw there. It was a very cool trip. And then I end the show on Book Talk talking about something that Ray Dalio said in the book of Tribe of Mentors. So Ray Dalio is a billionaire investor, founder of Bridgewater Associates, um, and he talks about looking at what you don't know, and we'll talk about what that means and how you can implement that, how I've been implementing that, uh, and I know you guys are going to get a lot of good value from this episode. So without further ado, episode 78, enjoy your Tuesday. So back from Manhattan. The busy city, man. Productive city. Busy. Yes. You alluded to it earlier. You're like, man, people are working. I've never seen so much work being done everywhere you look. Yeah. It's just a, that city, it's it's 24-7, both the nightlife and the recreation, but also there's just no days off for anybody. And I, I know that's any city you go to, but everything's just so concentrated there. And it's just like walking through the city and seeing all the odd jobs, like tradesmen and people selling stuff on the street whether it's someone running like a like a food truck or, or it's people working construction on buildings people working construction on the road there's just always stuff going on mm-hmm. um it's just so cool to witness because that city's so big and there's so many inner working parts like i would compare it to like an anthill just everyone's all everyone's running around everyone always seems to have a place to go and they're always it seems like they're going going somewhere meaningful or going somewhere to work it's just crazy man mm-hmm. It's crazy. And you've been there before, right? Yeah, I've yeah. been there quite a few times, but didn't cover as much ground as I did this time. Like, we covered so much ground in just a couple of days. We got a seven-day subway pass, and we we spent time in all the boroughs. We spent we went up to the Bronx for the Yankees game. We went down to Brooklyn to see the bridge. Went to a bar down there. Went to Queens. Oh, cool. And he, my brother obviously lives in Manhattan. He just took a job on Wall Street a couple months ago and got to see his office and kind of kind of just see what goes on and it's it's crazy man a lot of a lot of of good stuff going on with his life so glad he's kind of 
settling into his own there. He's been working towards that for like 10 years now. He finally got there. So Damn. What's the office like on Wall Street? Pretty it's awesome. nice? Yeah, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's the building, Jared Kushner, that family that does real estate. Mm. It's their building that they okay. own. Um, and it's not like fully full capacity either but they have like a, a whole floor rented out and they just they have a one section of the building is all just like computers and office people and like the salesmen and like the analysts and then you have the other side that's more of like executive offices and mm. so cool man so is he sales analyst what's he doing he's on he's an analyst okay so he like he gives like advice to the to the people who like make the final decisions like the 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 buy side of it okay so, yeah interesting yeah. High stress. Yeah. But it's made for him, though. But that's cool. Yeah, is he... Everything is there he is... Type, every, type every, a? Everything in New York is high stress, though. <laughs> is he a type A guy? Yeah. Yeah, super driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, New, New York, man. It's, it's always buzzing. People are rude, too. People just run into you. They don't give a shit. Yeah, because, like, you can tell just... I'm, we're, we're different just because we're, we're from the Midwest. And, yeah. like, you can just tell, like... By just saying thank you to someone for giving you your food or something, you're more polite than 99% of the population already. Like, yeah. there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And that person was like, huh, you're welcome. Really? <laughs> like, 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 they, they, even, like, they, like they haven't a, heard it before. They did a, huh. Yeah. That's funny. I, I had a friend recently um, come back for a wedding, and he's in New York, my friend Bagels. And he goes, yeah, man, out there, like, people communicate by yelling and honking. Mm-hmm. Like that's how it is, and you just get used to it. He goes, so when I'm here, I need to tone it down because it's like, hey, move, motherfucker. And that's like, yeah. oh man, we're not in New York. I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you just start honking. He goes, nah, it doesn't really work here anymore. Right. I'm like that's funny. They communicate by honking and yelling. <laughs> yeah. Because like the, the driving, it's just it's a cluster in itself, and you always got people crossing the street and like cabs that are trying to turn right when people are walking across oh, cabs and, are nuts man yeah when they're not when people aren't moving or cars aren't moving they'll just they'll just keep on honking they just go yeah and like you'll the one thing that is also cool about the city is because of like ellis island and everything it's like a, a city representation of the entire world like mm. you get like everyone that like there's no predominant race it seems like just every everyone from all across the world is just there and like yeah. you walk down the the sidewalk and you'll hear like 10 different languages and and just a couple blocks and I looked it up and there's over 800 different languages spoken wow. in New York how crazy is wow. that well that's why you'll see uh, European fashion start in New York mm-hmm. before anywhere else in the United yep. States because Europe fashion goes there first mm-hmm. yeah and you just see people wearing stuff that's like you just you don't you don't really see here mm-hmm. like once in a while maybe you'll see someone here wearing something just like out like but like it's just it's cool to see man mm-hmm. so much so much different identities in one city. Um, Could you ever live in New York? I don't. I don't know. I don't think I could. I, yeah. I I do like it. Like I enjoy being there. I really do. But I also enjoy just having my own space and and not having to worry about just people just being like near me every second of the day. Yeah. Because you just you don't get privacy there unless you're in your own place. Yeah. Um, I need like I. There's nature in New York too, but I I just need I need tranquil nature yeah. and like not I need quiet. I do like it though. I'm kind of indifferent. If I were to choose one or the other, I would say no. But yeah. I could I could do it if good it place made. to visit. Yeah, I could do it if it's made for a couple of years. It's not sustain. It's not sustainable. That's yeah. how I describe it. Like, I That's how I thought for, of Chicago. I love yeah. the city. I really love to visit the city. But uh-huh. It's like I've stayed there for weekends before, and even then, it's just like there's always noise. 
mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. It doesn't stop 24-7. Like, it does not stop. And I'm like, no wonder you people are so high-strung out and rude as hell and mm-hmm. just super stressed and hate shit. But I love Chicago too, man. Yeah. But same same deal. Like, I need to go home. Like, I need somewhere to go. Right. It's quiet. Like, I'm not going to get much meditating done in New York City. No, <laughs> not at all. You you hear, like, you hear sirens. You just be sitting in your apartment. You hear sirens, like, every yeah every 20 minutes. But you always hear people like, man, New York is so dirty. It's like, no, people just put their trash out late at night. Yeah. And then it's gone before you wake up. It's, like, just the system. Yeah. And it's pretty solid too like you see all the trash from restaurants and stuff in the alleys and it's gone mm-hmm. next day it's gone yeah so it's nice i guess they they do it overnight that would be pretty like busy with traffic if they were to do that mm-hmm. with, uh can't even draw a blank dump trucks like garbage trucks in the middle of the day with the traffic already yeah it'd be impossible yeah and yeah it it was, it was a good time and you you do see like you, the more people you see, you just realize like a lot of people just like are going through the motions. You can you can tell too. Like people just mm-hmm. there's something deep. Like when you're just riding the subway, everybody on the subway just seems like they're like dead, yeah, dead walking. Yeah, like you can tell there are some people that are just tired tired of living there, just, but just, just living life. Yeah, just, you you see all sides of it. I mean, you can just tell who people just, are just living to breathe yeah so so you you saw everything it yeah. was cool how old's your brother he is 30 okay he just turned 30 this year right on yeah he worked uh at coca-cola for like eight years okay advice like the you know how big companies whenever they do earnings calls mm-hmm. he was like the person who did the research and like gave the info to the people who were on those calls so oh, he man. worked he worked with some pretty like high up people within investor relations and i think that's what was able to help him move to there and nice. he's he's someone that i think hopefully we can bring on to this podcast eventually if we want to mm. do something like that yeah. i think it'd be a cool conversation to have with him just what wall street is like i want to yeah. give him like a year of him being there yeah uh before we do but yeah, yeah he's he's a hard worker man i couldn't do like an analyst job yeah. i've done analyst work before very different not... unless it's like unless it's like things that are interesting like i feel like if you're if you're like analyzing the markets and like that's like like real stuff that's like impacting yeah. things. Like I would like I would be interested to see like when like planes get grounded. I'd like to see what happens mm-hmm. to that stock. Or like yeah. things you talk about like, okay, where is oh, I mean, we could look, but like how has Uber been doing since their IPO? Mm-hmm. I don't think that great. But, you know, just things like that, certain trends, like people think the economy like it drops down four or five hundred points and Everyone's losing their minds. I'd mm-hmm. be interested to be on his side and be like, guys, yeah, it's a better tomorrow. Like, yeah, we're not as fucked as you people think, right? Like, or or you know, people say, oh, Trump said this, so the market went down. I'd like to see what else happened mm-hmm. that the market went down that day. Yeah, and like what uh, what other things around the world? Because like something that happens around the world could still impact our market. Oh yeah depending where we import or export to or from, it's like if something happens there, like have you ever seen the show uh, Billions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've seen a couple episodes. I love that show. Yeah. But they do that a lot where this big-time investment firm, I mean hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, mm-hmm. where they will see, you know, maybe an earthquake uh, happened here 
And so you wouldn't want to buy X and such commodity or what have you or something because they might import or export that from that same exact. So it's not going to happen. Right. So it's like you want to short this. Yeah. And so, and I know, I know it's a TV show, but I have to think there's some realism to that to where like it's a global market. Like it's, it is, it's global. So things that happen, you know, where we might never even go could affect us. Yeah. Cause the, the Asian markets open before the U.S. markets do, mm-hmm. technically. So, like, you see what happens over there mm-hmm. in that time, and that kind of is a precursor to what could possibly happen here. So it's yeah. kind of interesting to always see that, considering it's on the other side of the world. And yeah. Something always to think about when you're going to buy Asian, like, stocks and things, too. It's mm-hmm. like the market is different. Well, mm-hmm. the market timing is different, so it can play with your investments. Yeah. I learned that when I took a course on covered calls. Mm. with my dad yeah and they're like you know make sure you know what you're doing with these with the Asian stocks just it's a different game than what we're used to doing right yeah it'd be cool to talk to your brother let him get his feet wet a little bit yeah I actually talked to him about covered calls just stuff like that it's it's fun like walking out the street you get like a mini lesson from him because he he knows what he's talking about he's he's been doing it a while and he's he's wired for that type of work environment like he yeah, he's just, he's gonna thrive out there. So yeah. I'm excited to see where he goes with that. And good. It's good to, good to to see him because we have me. It was me, my little brother, and then my brother-in-law, Steve, and then Joe. Just all four of us out there. And nice. That was like the first time we've all like hung out, just us four, like on a weekend. So it was kind of cool to go out and do That's that. That's cool. Yeah. I ate a lot of food too, man. Good. And I didn't work out either. So good. I'm, good. I'm not gonna miss a day for the next two weeks. Double good. Yeah. It was good though. I had chocolate covered bacon, man. You ever had that? I don't think so. It sounds awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. I didn't. I didn't go to the fair this year, so I didn't get any any of the good treats. Yeah. I had a patient tell me uh, she had fried cookie dough. Damn. And I'm How like, does that work out? I'm like, you know what? I would cave for some deep I fried would. cookie dough. Well, I'm sure they just I'm do curious. like a little ball, you know. And when you make cookies and you get your, uh, I forget what you call it, where you click it out, where you scoop it, and then you mm-hmm. click it out. Um, and it makes that nice round, nice round ball. I'm sure they just do that, drop it in yeah. the fryer and yep. ding. Yep, there it is. God, that would taste awesome. I need that right now. I would care. <laughs> From the guy hey, who's hey. not missing for two yeah, weeks I know. straight. Yeah, hey, you want to just, just ditch the rest of this episode out of the fair real quick? <laughs> yeah, the fair was still going. Is it gone? Is it done? Yeah, it's yeah. usually for 17 days of August. Mm. So I did not attend, not one day this year. Neither did I. I almost went one day uh, to see Chase Rice, good country artist, and like it was on a Sunday night. My buddy hit me up, and I wanted to go. And by the time Sunday night rolled around, I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have anyone I really wanted to take either. Like people take like their significant others, things like that. I was like, yeah, yeah. Go home, play with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put on my own concert at home. Yeah, but no, I went saw my folks this weekend up at the lake, mm. so that was good. Yeah. I think I'll probably go up the next couple weekends as well. Just get the fuck out of Dodge, man. Yeah. I don't, don't want to hang around. Yeah. Yeah. Anymore, I'm just like, let me get out of here. I'll go to where I'm happy and peaceful. It's a good place to go, man. Yeah, dude. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I was doing that. Re- weather wasn't that great, but I was like, I'd rather have bad weather on the boat than bad weather sitting in Indianapolis. Yeah. With nothing to do. Yeah. So, I even took a nap. Took boy. like a two-hour nap, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I got to do something. So I read a bunch, and I 
wrote and took notes on things. Good, dude. Yeah. Because that allows you to put you in, in an optimal mood to do those kind of things, mm-hmm. reading and writing. Yeah. It's a very reflective environment. Anytime you don't have like the normal distractions, I bet you get a lot more stuff done. You do and you don't. Yeah. Like if it's really nice mm-hmm. out, like then you're on the lake all day and you don't do anything but hang and feed the soul, which is good. But it's like if it's super nice all weekend, a lot less productivity. Mm-hmm. So it's either you're doing it in the morning or probably not going to do much. Yeah. So, because like you don't want to stay inside and work if it's nice and you can be on the lake, right? But yeah, this weekend got a got a few things, and then power went out on Sunday uh, from the storm, and so I was like, well, guess I'll go to the grocery store. <laughs> was was like, the power out there? No, power was power was fine there, and uh, I got back, and Jimmy and I were on the porch drinking beers. Like power still out? They're like, yep. I was like, all right. Well, I'll put the groceries down and. I'll get my beer too. So we had a beer on the porch and watch a storm. I like watching storms. Good. And we got a good little front porch. Nice tree coverage around too. So mm-hmm. like you don't see in people's windows yeah. and vice versa. You guys got so a nice little street there. I it's like not that. bad. I mean, everything's been broken into. Other than that, yeah, great street. God, I can't trust anybody. Car's been stolen straight up. Same street. Smash and grab right next door. Other than that, yeah. Great area. <laughs> Indy's, Indy's weird like that, though. Like, you'll have, like, a couple streets that are just, like, nice area. Pockets, man, yeah. Yeah, and then you'll just enter another area that's, like, dilapidated and It's like, man, ain't nobody, got, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, pretty pretty chiller weekend, but... Good. It was good. What, uh, what's going on in, in the world, Tim? Yeah, so... <clears throat> this has been a topic of the last week, so... Last week, it was announced that Rock Nation, which is headed by the, one of the more famous artists, Jay-Z, uh, is partnering with the NFL. Is that so, his uh, his label? Yeah. Okay. yeah. That, that's, I don't know if that was the name of his label or what. That's the name of his label where okay. like, Rihanna's under it. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. She's, she's under him for what? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was announced. So like, what will happen is pretty much Jay-Z, Rock Nation, will advise on select. They will advise the NFL on selecting artists for major performances such as the Super Bowl. Um, but it's the main part of it, what people are kind of asking a lot of questions about, and a lot of what we don't really know yet, is it also includes um, a social justice partnership between Jay-Z and the NFL. Um, he'll play an important role in the Inspire Change initiative, which is the collaboration between NFL and the Players Coalition. So pretty much, pretty much what that does is education and economic advancement for lower areas of poverty, police and community relations, criminal justice reform, just kind of what the NFL has really been struggling with recently from a PR standpoint. Um, and the biggest thing that people are talking about, what I want to talk about with you okay, is because like, I'm going to go back on something. So cause keep going. You have the, cause people are bringing Kaepernick into this. What happened with Kaepernick kneeling, oh God. kneeling for the flag, the social justice. And people are just, people are wondering cause Kaepernick expressed the need for social justice reform through doing that. And now Jay-Z is partnering with the NFL to do this. But people are really asking, like, why is Jay-Z doing this? Because Jay-Z himself, um, you have people on this side that are thinking that Jay-Z is kind of capitalizing on all the shit that Kaepernick was doing so that he can come in and, and make money. Because he's going to make a lot of money off of this, that's for sure, like okay. with his artists and stuff. And people are wondering, like, why would Jay-Z partner up with the NFL after Jay-Z publicly defended Kaepernick. Like, he he defended Kaepernick. He 
Jay-Z's been really vocal on social justice reform. Like he had a documentary series for the Trayvon Martin thing, uh, for the Khalif Browder. Uh, he had a docu-series on Meek Mill. Being like, So Jay-Z's been all in this, but he's also like rubbing shoulders with the NFL and, and kind of partnering with them. And people are like, oh, why are you doing this? Because we don't really have a lot of information on what Jay-Z is going to be doing on the social justice part of it. And that info will be coming out later, but I just think it's an interesting just an interesting discussion that's going on, like on the ESPN talk shows, just what everybody's saying, like, why is Jay-Z doing this? Why is the NFL doing this? Because I think NFL is doing it because you have the side of their fan base that's like, yeah, Kaepernick shouldn't be in the NFL. He shouldn't be kneeling for the flag. You have that side of the, the, the fan base, and you have the fan base that is for Kaepernick. And I think this was kind of a PR move by the NFL to partner up with Jay-Z, partner up with Rock Nation, partner up to help fix social injustice while still this Kaepernick stuff is going on. And I just think it's interesting how this was the next next logical step. Because Jay-Z swears that he's going to be ha- he's going to do it a different way than Kaepernick did. But people are like, oh, like, are you capitalizing off Ka- what Kaepernick did for your own profit? What do you think about all this? Well, I'll start with, I think people are trying to find more reason to this call-out culture. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so now they want to call out Jay-Z for capitalizing on some social justice. What is someone going to do where people are going to stop fucking calling every single thing <laughs> against every single person for whatever they're doing? Mm-hmm. It's like, let's let's stop that shit because that's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, my other question is, so when he's going invi- to advise on selecting artists, is it all going to be his artists now? That's that's one of my questions. Like, is he gonna promote? Hey, you know what? Uh, you guys should have on. You know, OAR would be good live, or you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is he gonna advise on those artists? Is he gonna advise on just his, like all hip hop, like nothing but rap now? Like, I'd be interested to see how that's gonna play. Yeah, or like, because like, there will definitely be Rock Nation artists, but if it'll be a hundred percent of them, I don't know what that. Yeah, because like. like, I just think in terms of people want diversity. Like, look, I like Jay Z. Like, he's got, you know, iconic music. Mm-hmm. It's just people like diversity too. You want to hear a bunch of different sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be interested on that. And then this whole Inspire Change initiative, like. I want to know what is actually laid out. How he's going to advance education and economics mm-hmm. how is he going to improve relations between community and the police what is it going to be jay-z says hey guys we should like the police now and everyone's just going to follow because jay-z says it is that how it's going to work like how is he going to improve police and community because i agree it's not good right now mm-hmm. but who's driving that yeah because that that's what everyone's asking like what are you gonna how are you gonna do this differently like like then now you see people dumping buckets of water and shit on police just because they think they can, and it's it's right to do, mm-hmm. and it's not. That's yeah. that's assault, yeah, brother. Like once you put hands or anything on a police officer, that's you can probably get battery too. Mm-hmm. Like, so I want to know the details of that and the criminal justice re- reform. Is, is he going to lower sentencing? You know, I, a, I I hear a lot of filler words, and it sounds really really nice. It's just I want to know details. Yeah. And, and more of that will be coming soon because we don't. That's why everyone's raising all these questions because there's no info about how he's going. He, like he's talking. Like he, this is kind of just an introduction. It's like running for president, right? Yeah. Like he's he's laying down. Like hey, this is 
we're actually taking a step because people compared it to Colin. He's like, Colin did it his way. He can do it his way, whatever he wants. Uh, but we're actually, we, we need to take some action. So he's talking about it. And I definitely want to revisit this when we know more about yeah. what he's going to do. Because this this is a big gamble on Jay-Z's part, too. Mm-hmm. This could easily go the exact wrong way. Mm-hmm. Very fast. So, and he probably knows that. To where it's like, okay, there's still a lot of people that he's going to have to sway. Like, hey, no, this is going to be different. Which I hope it is. I hope this, I hope this really works out well for everyone. Mm-hmm. I hope this is a huge success. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just... Also, for the sake of our show, I need to poke holes where there's apparent holes. Yeah. And and play every side of the coin here. And look, you know, with, with Kaepernick, at that point, it all is what it is. But if he were good enough to start, he would have been starting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, sports is sports. If someone throws the ball better and more accurate than him, they're going to play first. Yeah. Be better. Yeah, be not better. Gonna, not, people, people kind of forget his last two seasons before he was out of the league, he was not doing very well. And, and look, wise, you know same. how little I know about the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Like, I watch good games and I know an okay amount of players, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you where they went to college. I'm not going to tell you how much money they're making. You know, but I knew that where yeah. he did not perform. Right. If you don't perform, you sit the bench. It's how the, any game fucking works, and rightfully so. So. You know, I, I I disregard Kaepernick in all sense of the form now, in, mm-hmm. in everything. I disregard him. Uh, but most people aren't though. The fact that that the brand that Kaepernick has built for himself and kind of the impact he's made on the fact that even like things that come up after he's out of the league, people are still bringing him in as a huge like icon about all of this like yeah. we're like this is about jay-z in the nfl it's not really about kaepernick right now but mm-hmm. like kaepernick is just a huge because the thing is kaepernick took the stand and he didn't he hasn't really been like that vocal since because you know he had the settlement with the nfl because because we don't really know the details of that settlement either i know yeah. like i don't know if he's not allowed to speak out or, or whatever but well, he controls how nike does business i know that yeah and i just think this is just this is really important with jay-z because we haven't had like on the social justice reform side of it. Mm-hmm. We haven't had someone that's this close to the table and that's has this much power, like Jay Z does. So that's why that's why I think these discussions that are about to be had are it's also very the scary important. part about it. Yeah, how much power a single person can have, an influence a person can have, and is he trying to capitalize monetarily? We don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, here's like, the other here's the other thing. You think Jay Z needs the money? Mm-mm. You really think Jay Z needs money? He's but, married to Beyonce, but he—I mean—he's a businessman. He's—he's like he's the highest-grossing artist. Like I was about to say that because so. this is where I'm playing every side of the coin. Does he need the money? Probably not. Is it uh, a driver? Could be somewhat. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still a businessman at heart. That's all he knows. He knows how to do good business because that's all he's been doing. Mm-hmm. So he might be doing it for good, and like you know what, this is also a good business opportunity. Yeah, definitely part of it. Find me someone who wouldn't. You know, people on ESPN or whoever wants to, you know, talk talk gossip, telling me you're that talented of a business mind that you're not going to have something in it for you with that big of a deal with the NFL. You have a deal with the NFL and you're not going to get something out of it? Come on. Like, the NFL comes... Hey, uh, off the dome radio. We'd love you to, you know, host this charity event. We'd love to do some some things with you. 
we're going to sign a really nice, cushy deal with the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. a, it's a business play. Yeah. So I can't say it is. I can't say it's not. But I, I'd be lying if I didn't think there was partial business and monetary motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of good people. Very yeah. few saints. I'm just saying, if he doesn't do it for any money, awesome. But you already said he's going to make a lot of money off of this. Mm-hmm. If he's going to influence which artists play at the Super Bowl, he owns a label. Mm-hmm. We already talked about that, but he's gonna influence some of his artists there. I mean, if Beyonce plays the Super Bowl, who's gonna be mad about it? No one. Queen B. Rock Nation, especially not. Yeah. So, man, this is really interesting on on every level, on every side to it. And when when people say they're gonna do this type of Reform and reform, you know, criminal justice, policing community, all this reform and improving relations. I'm going to poke the holes and ask, how are you going to do it all? Mm-hmm. Are you just going to tell people like, hey, we should we should like things now again. You know, we should support the police again. Like, how is this all going to go? Are you going to have events where police come and talk to communities like, hey, what types of situations do you, you know, do you pull your gun on someone or not? Like, are you going to have sit-downs where police talk to just regular everyday residents mm-hmm. so they know? It's like, hey, if you act up, we will get more aggressive. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I've talked to a lot of cops in my day. Mm-hmm. I always did exactly what they told me to do. Never did anything else. Yeah. You know? So I'm just very interested in how... The details will come to be in this deal. Did they say like when they would have something finalized? Do they have a timeline? Not, not a concrete date. Okay, but it's going to be. I mean, it's to build off that initiative that the NFL has, and they haven't said when. But I think it's just important. We need to. It's all about education. It's all about mm-hmm. how many conversations can we start. And and the NFL is probably going to take a while on details because they're going to watch their own ass too. Mm-hmm. Look what happened it's with the Kaepernick thing. It's a PR thing. move for the NFL, yeah. without a doubt. Look Exactly. But look what happened with them and Kaepernick. They had a lot of angry fans. A lot mm-hmm. of people who quit watching games. Yeah. Lots of people. Like, their viewership went down. Mm-hmm. It's the NFL. Yeah. What did we say when we first talked about that? NBA shot up. NFL went down last year, in the last year. Like, they can't have that again. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to have more viewers twice as pissed if they do the same thing two times over yeah so they're going to be careful where they step not saying jay-z has as ill motives like i said i hope this all works out well it's just you know i'm going to play every side yeah so i think it's very interesting and if it is partial business move (laughs) good on him man like good good business yeah like i like i said i would probably do the same i'd look at opportunity like it's it's no different than if as cynical as someone wants to call it or sadistic. Like when Boeing had to ground planes because they were having issues in flight, I said buy that stock, mm-hmm. look at that shit and buy it. You know, um, and it's not like I, I sure hope he doesn't have ill intentions, but he's probably saying I can maybe do something, I can maybe have a good business deal help my artists grow my business all at the same time. Check, 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 check. Let's see what we can do. 
Yeah. If we get something, we do. If we don't, we don't. Still Jay Z, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, Jay, so, babe. man, I had no idea about this. So I'm glad you brought this up because mm-hmm. this is super intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. Very. I'm. I'm definitely going to follow ESPN a lot closer uh, as of or uh, in the future because I want to see. Yeah, they will be. They gets. will be talking about this throughout the entire year. I'm sure. But that's one thing I hate about Sports Center. It turns into a drama series. Oh yeah. Well, them. that's. I mean, that's that's any any yeah. news channel you go to. <laughs> not not that I'm a huge Patriots fan. I respect Tom Brady and his talent. I'm not a huge Patriots fan by nature of the beast. But like the whole Deflategate thing, they spent how, what like six eight weeks on that. Mm. It's like get off it. <laughs> Let's move on. Even the non-Patriots fans are bored. Well, it's just in, like this time of the summer is the slowest sports will ever be. They because we're in, we're in baseball season. We're not even in, in football or basketball season yet. Like they they chomp on they chomp at everything that yeah. comes up. So yeah, anything, anything they can get. But I mean, they're talking about Antonio Brown's helmet for three weeks. So whatever. is he even in the league still? I'm seeing that he's he's saying he doesn't need to play. He's gonna play. That's, he that's, a, to- need that's a topic. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> Man, he'll be, he'll play. He's not going to leave thirty million on the table. Man, but I've Over seen some it. clips of things he's said to and about, and I'm just like, really? Yeah, that's how you're going to professionally go about this. He's not. Yeah, he he's not a very good professional. But like his work ethic and how good he is and his production, his talents, and yeah. insane talent. Yeah, but yeah. if from a team standpoint, like he's need, he needs to be the best receiver on the team. If there's anybody, like, if there anybody who's like good, like like what Juju Smith-Schuster was, like. He just gets threatened by that. It's yeah. weird. Seems Whatever. like people don't really want him around as much. Yeah. Only if he produce if he produces, people want him around. Yeah. But the minute the minute he his numbers go down or if he's not performing, no one. You will think want people him. are gonna jump on him? As yeah. Soon, as soon as, as they he, go down. Yeah, because he's just not a good person. <laughs> from what we've seen, I don't know the guy, but like what he says, he's just not a good person. All right. Um, what do you have? Yeah. Oh, so I I want to pull something up. I wanted so we haven't talked anything about this uh, Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. uh, stuff going on, and I want to pull up a, a tweet by uh, more of a leftist writer. His name's Tim Pool, and he was actually on Joe Rogan when Joe had uh, the CEO from Twitter, and I forget what her title was. She was like some type of head of compliance or something or another. And uh, Tim Pool had tweeted, he was referring to the situations on Jeffrey Epstein. And let me see if I can find his bullets. Man, this guy tweets a lot. Sorry for the delay. I should have had this prior. Uh, But he was alluding to how odd all... All of the settings were, yes, yeah, so, thank you. Oh, I can't wait till we have a huge mounted TV. Let me just pull things up. So he said, taken off suicide watch, cellmate transferred, irregular guard on duty, both fall asleep, don't check on Epstein, shrieking heard from cell, broken bones found in neck, more common in strangulation. So, why all the changes? Why all the changes? And, and I just read he signed a will two days before. Really? <laughs> People are just swimming in conspiracies around this guy right now. I mean, I'm surprised we're not drowning. Um, 
so he had worked with the Clintons. He was very close with the Clintons. Mm-hmm. And he has quite, I can't describe it on air just because it needs to be seen. Just look up Epstein uh, Clinton painting. And it, it's just, it's Oh, weird. was it a picture of Bill Clinton in heels or something? Like in a blue dress, like a blue Monica Lewinsky dress, and then Bill's face on the head. <laughs> it was really, really strange. You just got to <laughs> check it out. But he allegedly was very close with the Clintons and knew a lot of things about them. Take that as you will. Okay. And, you know, do I think there's enough, maybe not hard evidence, but enough arrows pointing at them that they have offed people? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I had a friend visit over the weekend, said House of Cards was actually kind of based off of them. I don't know how much truth is to that, I don't know where he read or heard that. I would ha- I'm would. i going to have to look more into that because that's a super interesting statement to me. I mean, it's a valid comparison. So Claire is a lot like uh, Hillary. So, um, you know, it, it's just very interesting that all those things look... Not saying Epstein's a good person, right? I mean, sexual assault on teenage girls. Like, dude's, miserable dude's human. Dude's a waste of life, yeah. Needed his dick cut off with a box yeah. cutter. But, like... Why all the changes is what is hanging everyone up. And I was just reading today that the head of the Bureau of Prisons has been relieved. So, like, the guy in charge of, like, the Bureau of Prisons who had also made a temporary leave on the guards that were watching uh, Epstein, like, he's now been relieved. Someone else is in charge now, which I thought was also fascinating he's now like some deputy will assist her but he's not the honcho anymore that's crazy the uh let's see they have fbi and someone i think from the da's office like it's being investigated because yeah i've heard from multiple reports that the bones broken in his neck are usually more commonly found in strangles well, did they find a rope and stuff in there? I don't know. I like think they there's say a hang- lot of details. Like they say it was death by hanging, but they haven't really given any more. Like I don't know if it was that, if they found bed sheets. I don't know because guys have used sheets they, that's too. All they, that's all they say in these articles is that it was hanging. They didn't say anything there's about n- what was found in the cell. Nothing else. Can't find anything. But yeah. yeah $577 million left of assets, and the only heir wow. is his brother Mark. Signed it two days before the suicide. Wow. That's also some interesting information. Mark's going to hire some people. He's going to find out some shit. Yeah. All right, Mark. Off the Dome Radio. Check, check Tweet the, at us. Check the uh, Epstein guest list. Hillary Clinton was the last visitor. <laughs> <laughs> that picture is hysterical. You saw with that? the big aviators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, but, yeah, so I wanted to just – I don't know how much – because I had to read up on it a little bit. I was, just, I was a little I've follow, lost. I just following the story just a little bit. I was a little lost, so I didn't know if you had thoughts on it. But I was just like, this is very interesting when also people on the left are finding it very unusual as well with all the given scenarios. Like, why was he taking off suicide watch? Mm-hmm. If someone's on it, you're not just going to willy-nilly take them off without any other courses of action. Like, hey, let's take care of this person supposed to be checked on every 30 minutes mm-hmm. and wasn't. There's definitely some things that don't add up. Exactly. And now the head of Bureau of Prisons has been uh, pretty much demoted. He's not in charge anymore. 
what's that about? Yeah. And there's an investigation. There will be more stuff that comes out. I mean, I'm sure, sure there's investigations with every prison suicide, but I feel like this has been getting a lot more attention. Mm. And I think it will in the near foreseeable future. So definitely going to keep tabs on this. Again, not that, you know, saying he's a good person. You know, none of these, All these people are nuts. They're all bad, crazy people. And uh, so I just wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit because we, we haven't touched on it. It's a big story happening that, you know, I think we should open up for discussion to listeners as well if they want to weigh in their two cents, by all means. Uh, but I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. So if you had anything else to add, thoughts or, or opinions, maybe other conspiracies we can throw in the mix and get extra juicy. No, I, I mean, I put in my two cents about the, the will. I think that's weird how we signed it two days before, like... But then that would go to say, like, okay, maybe he was planning on killing himself two days later. Yeah, and I—that's I, the tough thing about that. Is and like, he's just—he's a—he's a terrible human being. I'm—I'm kind of—I'm kind of glad he's dead. Mm-hmm. But there are like I do have questions about like why things were the the way they were and how much coverage this actually is getting, mm-hmm. um, and how there's no information about how he hanged himself. <laughs> or maybe he wasn't going to kill himself two days later. Maybe he did it and it just, by happenstance, was in the right time. Did he have more trials left? Like, that did, I'm not sure. Did he ha- did, was he going to go... I'm sure he had more. Could, I'm not sure. Were people concerned that he was going to reveal some information through that I think process? The, I think the Clintons were. Yeah. And so, I don't know what if he has a prior record of any kind... I don't know if if he I don't know the timing, uh, the jail time that he was looking at, or if it was something he would have been able to get down to a short sentence with a good lawyer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he would have had an option of like, oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm not going to kill myself over this. So I, I don't know what all the outcomes could have been by following through with more trials and court dates and things. Yeah. So I, I would like to know that but again to your point there's very little coming out uh so we just don't know uh but i wanted to get into a headline i saw you don't need an hour in the gym here's a 16 minute kettlebell workout so i just wanted to you know you see people in the gym two three hours it's like you, you don't need that much time especially if you're productive put your phone down in between sets you know change a song if you need to but don't check your socials don't check your text it's like that will distract you. Think about how you're moving, what you're moving, what you should be feeling. There's no magic in the exercise if you don't feel what you should be feeling. Muscle to mind connection. Exactly. You want to talk about that? Exactly. Yeah. So what, what that is is when you're actually thinking, say you're doing a bicep curl, right? You want to feel, okay, I feel my biceps really working this. My biceps are lifting the weight. I'm not using my shoulders to bring this weight up. I'm not, using, I'm not bending my back to bring this weight up. I'm not compensating somewhere else. Or, or bench, bench a good, another good example. You know, you get to those last few sets and probably I'd like to stop one or two reps short of failure, failure meaning break form. You'll see guys kind of shrug, they're shrugging it up, shrugging it up. You're using nothing but traps and back and, and like arms. You're not really using chest anymore. You're just pushing mm-hmm. weight to push the weight up egotistically. And so uh, same thing with like a lat pull down. Do you want to feel a lot of bicep or do you want to feel your lats really doing the work? So that's where you, you want to think, okay, am I feeling what I should be feeling? During this movement, I'm going to literally think, use these muscles, use these particular muscles. And you will notice 
very quickly if you're using them or not. And you will feel a different connection. You'll probably feel a different type of pump if you're like, man, before I was just kind of going through the motion and moving up weight. No, really feel that particular muscle group contract. Really feel that pull or push that weight. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get some other muscles involved with certain lifts. Of course you are. But I think that's a very important piece of your training because if you are not connected, like your body is always going to do what you ask it to do and it doesn't care how it's going to get there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care how it's going to push up that weight on the barbell during your, your flat bench. It doesn't care how it gets there. It knows what is familiar, not what is right. So however your body is used to getting that weight up using whatever muscles, it's going to do it. So if you're like, man, why does this hurt every time I do this exercise? You might have some dysfunction or you need to have some corrective exercise. You need to correct some movement patterns. That's also motor control. So I, I think, you know, you don't need the time. It's how are you spending that time? You don't need two, three hours. If you do, someone's got a 60-minute kettlebell workout, probably a lot of supersets, maybe triple sets, uh, less time in between, and their phone's probably not, they're not facing their phone half the time. So, you know, be productive, but when you lift, like, move low and slow and think about how you're moving because that's very important. A lot of people just move. Like, oh, yeah, I did some squats. All right, how much did you feel in your, like, oh, my back's a little sore. Why? Mm-hmm. From a squat, you know. Um, I like what you said about feeling the muscle contract too, because I like to I like to literally visualize what my what my muscles are doing while I'm doing the exercise. Like you know those those um, pictures of what the, the the body looks like just from a muscle standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like the like I just actually like to actually visualize like what is actually happening when I'm doing that. Exactly, and that, and that helps the connection even more. Yeah, and I also like to when I when I exert the rep like go out. Like bringing it back really slowly mm-hmm. instead of just like sometimes it's good if you're doing high amount of reps to, to find a rhythm, but I really like to feel myself bringing the weight back yeah. before I exert it again. Well, speed with weights is like you'll see older people do faster reps. Mm-hmm. That's good for them. Like uh, that takes strength, so they need to build strength. They're very you know older people are more brittle, mm-hmm. so faster reps for them will build better strength for those people. Yeah, but yeah. You know, I tell people, move low and slow. Think about how you're moving, what you're feeling. Get the magic out of it. You won't if you don't feel the right things. So uh, that's where, you know, to your point, you're talking about doing more negatives, more time under tension. You want to feel that that nice slow weight coming down and then pushing up slow. It's like, okay, I am feeling this. I am really working what I should be working. Probably feel it gets harder even with less weight. I mean, drop your weight, go a lot slower, really think about it. You'll probably be like, man, now we're talking. Probably get a much better pump, honestly. So I just wanted to give my two cents on that because I want to get a little more health and, and fitness on here too. But like I saw that and I'm just like, hour 15 tops. Yeah. Really, hour and a half if you throw in some sauna and a shower. I don't know. That's what I like to cap it at. Yeah. And you can still move. Like I like to move slow when I can, but you don't need much more than that. I don't think. Right. So unless, like unless you have something specific that you need the time, but average bear, 90% of us get in, get out, man. Like I love the gym too, but I don't want to stay there for three hours. Mm-hmm. You got other stuff so, to do. Yeah. So I, I didn't know how, how you like to train. If you had a particular time that you keep it within or I've been only going like 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. 
which I need to do more, I think. I've been kind of, because I've been biking down there a lot every time, and that's kind of taken a lot of energy just doing that. Plus, I do sauna and shoot Mm -hmm. basketball. So that doesn't really leave a lot of time to actually do the weights. So I'm going to start really trying, and I fit in a lot during that time, because I I don't, I'm I'm a no-nonsense type of person when it comes to the gym. No nonsense. For real, though. Um, but yeah, I, I, I also haven't been very like methodical about planning my workouts ahead of time either. Like I'll just Mm -hmm. go in there and I'll, I'll, I'll look at the people I follow on Instagram and just copy stuff, Mm -hmm. which is good, but I'd rather have like stuff to do like heading in. So I think I'm going to be a lot more better at planning and, but yeah, I, I mean, I've been, I've been doing my regular muscle groups that I've always done, but it's just been not as organized as what I would have liked to, but yeah, my, my, my mindset is like, I heard from Bobby Maximus, like. Just get in there and do something every day. Right. Like, you don't need to overthink and be like, oh, this is the regimen I need to do today, whatever. Just get in there and just do something. Like, get out and decide and do some type of cardio and just mm-hmm. put it in. But I feel like I'm just, I'm putting in too much, but I'm not thinking enough about it right now, which yeah. I will. But Some days I'll, you know, I'm not as organized. Like, you know, I'm not, lately I've been a little all over the place with a lot of things. So I'll, I'll think of what I'm going to lift either on the way there or before I leave work. Or whenever I'm going to do it, like, what am I going to lift? And sometimes it's been, what do I feel like lifting? Or what do I think I need to lift? You know, like, some days, you know, I try to hit each muscle group twice a week if I can. That's that's a good week. And sometimes my back workout is just, I'll do five, six, seven sets of deadlifts, three, four sets of pull-ups. Back's done. Back's done. Like, a, a deadlift is a big, big compound movement. So that pull-ups and like, you know, I've, I've a well-developed back, so I don't think I need to hammer that every single time, especially if I'm doing a heavy movement already that pull-ups and then say I'll do, then maybe I'll do uh, like, maybe I'll do chest and back or maybe I'll do squats and shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe I'll just squat and do a little arms and call it a day. It just, I, I've been kind of trying to do some intuitive lifting like what do i feel i need to do what's extra tight today that maybe i don't want to hit and just stretch that today and work something else so i like that but yeah uh so speaking of that i'm gonna try to add in some yoga mm. this part, part of my uh rle but i got a yoga mat okay um actually i might save that for some book talk because i talk yoga in book talk oh okay but uh so rle uh, I was talking to my mom uh, last week and about some personal personal things. And I'm like, Mom, this, just, this is really eating at me again. And I don't know what to do or think or say. And she goes, you know, because I'm a big fixer and healer of things. And she, she is telling me, you know, we're not meant to fix everything and everyone. And who's to say things are broke? And I'm like, fuck. You know, so we want to fix things that we think aren't right. Things that we think are broke. And maybe they really are. Or maybe it's we need to let go of our image of it, of what it should be doing, whatever type of scenario. And it's really hard to apply and to accept. But it's like, okay, if you think something is broken with you, yourself, as an individual, work on that shit. Mm -hmm. And when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, you can't control anyone or anything else, really. I mean, control what you can your environment, your work, your your career. We are controlling the podcast and how well or not it does. We can't control how many people are going to listen to this episode or the next. We can't control 
you know, what business deal we may or may not get or what sponsor we may or may not get. So it's like not that things are broke. We don't need to fix everything. But it's that's something that I've struggled with. It's like, man, I, I got I got to fix this. This is not right. This is broke. Well, according to whom? Mm-hmm. And just drawing the difference between is it you? I mean, is it you that needs to be fixed, or is it someone else that needs to be fixed? Yeah, or is it something that it even has to be quote unquote fixed? Yeah, which is a hard pill to swallow. Right. Because like, you know, you you think things should be a certain way after you've experienced something. It's like, well, this shouldn't this shouldn't have worked out that way. Like that's broke. That's fucked up. Like we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know your thoughts on that. If if you had an issue with that, because I. I Lately, internally, I'm like, man, this is just not right with this or that. Or how, how can I make this better? How can I improve on that? And it's like, improve on what I can for me. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, and, and for my patients and for the podcast. And the rest is just, it's out of my hands. Right. To a, to a degree, you know, like we have control over a few things. Mm-hmm. We have a lot less control over a lot more. Yeah. You like it's all like you, you said it yourself, and I would agree. Like you should fix yourself before you ever go try to fix anybody else, and you can only give out the love that you can give, and you can only impact the way you want things to impact. And you you shouldn't be adapting the world to you. You should be adapting yourself to the world. That's mm. kind of how like that goes back to I like that fixing yourself first because there's so many things in this world that are meant to harm us and uh, just so much negative stuff out there. But if you can just focus on how you yourself perceive the world and not how the world perceives you, like you, you can never go wrong with that. Hmm. So I like that a lot. And it goes back. This is something that I struggle with, like, uh, which is comparing myself to, cause I think that's sometimes I struggle with that. Like okay. I, I want to be successful and I, I see other people being successful, but it, and I, I want to, f- try to fit, fix my situation so that I can be that, but I shouldn't be worrying about what other people are doing. I should be worrying about what I myself am doing and taking the steps, the short-term steps now, yeah. not thinking about what could come from it, but just worrying about, hey, how can I adapt myself better to this world that's constantly changing Man. all the time? So Don't force the world to adapt to you. Yeah. Tim Allersmeyer <laughs> dropped in balls! <laughs> I like that. Appreciate that insight. That's yeah, good. that's good no shit. problem. Yeah. It's an important thing to remember. Yeah, because yeah, you're it's you're hard. you're wasting your time if you're trying to change change go out and change the world to you. It's exhausting. It's it's always going to be a losing battle. There's all your to do list. There's always going to be something else on there that you you want to do, mm-hmm. but focus on what you can actually control and what you're capable of doing, and yeah. congratulate yourself for doing that too. Yeah, that's where meditation comes Man. in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. I like that. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks uh, for sharing. Yeah. Welcome to the Midwest. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be back, man. It really is. It really is. So, thank you for the thank yous and pleases. <laughs> oh, you got to go pee? No. Oh, just fixing some lines. Uh, what uh, What's on your RLE docket for today? How did, how did life make you experience well, it more real this week? Yeah, no, it was... My RLE was just the New York trip, man. Just yeah. seeing seeing that there's so much more to this world than what we actually see here. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, it taught me to appreciate uh, just everyone's different type of background and, and take time to just smell the flowers or just pet a dog, man. Cause like you go to a place like that, it just doesn't seem like anybody there is 
they're just appreciates what's around them. You just have mm. people that are there to do a job and it, it makes me, it teaches me from like a real life perspective, just come back here and, and just appreciate the, the environment that we live into. Like yeah. that we, we can, we have a taste of what a city is like with Indianapolis, but we're also in Indiana and we're also in a more low key type of city where you can appreciate more of what's around you than just the productivity and like mm. work. And there's just so much more to, to life than that nature. Yeah. Like just being, just being more like appreciative of nature and, and going to a city where it just seems like everyone there is, is go, go, go all the time. Like it's okay to just sit back and just be thankful for what you have. Cause in the grand scheme of things, like, selling that extra account or getting getting that report done and and getting getting that extra edge in work like it's so minuscule compared to like what the beauty of life actually is mm-hmm. so i just it's crazy it just seemed like i just felt that going there that like everyone was just everyone had shit to do and like man it wasn't fulfilling <laughs> new york made you go deep dude <laughs> that's what i'm finding out new york made you go deep deep i enjoyed it man i'm mad about it i enjoy walking through those streets man you it's it's just i definitely look like a tourist when i go there because i i don't (laughs) i don't look like everyone else there because i'm not i'm not there to do work like i was i was there to just take everything in i just felt myself just like looking at like everything around me but everyone there is like either looking at their phone while they're walking and they're just looking straight ahead it's just like crazy what do you think a new yorker would see if they came to indy they would be like I mean, where it, like they would just be wondering where things were. Like they they would be wondering. Like, why, they'd, they'd be wondering why things are so slow. They'd be wondering why people drive so slow. They'd be wondering like that. I believe. Like why is like why aren't more things happening? Like they would they probably would want to be as productive as possible. But don't feel like they're being productive here. Mm. <laughs> That's probably okay. what they would think. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, they they move fast, man. They move real fast. I've never been to California. I heard they wake up slow, take their time. Yeah, it's, it's like the opposite on the other yeah. side. So, so I mean, I'm, both ends of the spectrum, and we're right in the middle. So, yeah, I guess that does make sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's cool, man. Glad glad you had a good trip. Glad it made you appreciate and see things that not that this is my book book talk, but things that you have, not things that you want. Yeah, and go see other places too. That's what I learned. Like I, I just don't I. Just with the nature of my job and how busy things are, and just the situation, like I'm not able to travel as much right now. Sure, but it's just to like go see other places, go see go see how other people live, because it makes you more well rounded of a person, and it makes you like appreciate more of like what you have currently, or it may inspire you to go live like that. Like right. it could do the opposite. So yeah, it'll reinforce you or change your mind. Yeah. So go see other places, go meet other people, and just go experience things that are not normal to you, because it's okay to do things like that. So yeah. That's what I would say. I like that. What uh, what you got for some book talk? Yeah, so uh, Tribe of Mentors. Uh, there was a section. Uh, it was Ray Dalio's chapter okay. where Ray Dalio gives advice on the 11 questions that Tim Ferriss, the author, asks. And Ray Dalio is a billionaire investor. He's a hedge fund manager, founder of Bridgewater Associates. Very, very successful guy. He's, I mean, he's very, he specializes in what he does. And Bridgewater is a... Pretty well known name. Yeah, and he and that's that's the company that's all about like being transparent in your critiques of people, like mm. not just saying what what people want to hear, but like saying what people need to hear, like that type of work culture. And just Ray Dalio is a very intuitive guy. He's, he's wrote a couple books and he dropped some knowledge bombs. And one thing he said in this book is 
You need to learn to love looking at what you don't know. You need to love looking at what your mistakes are, what your weaknesses are, because understanding these things that you may not want to understand at first is essential for making the most out of your life. So like that, and that got me thinking like, it's good to double down on your strengths, but it's also good to be honest with yourself about your weaknesses are because it could be holding you back from things that you wish you could be having, but don't know why that you're not achieving them. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from your motivation to look at yourself like that. So that's what he means by like love looking at what you don't know. Um, and just that like within what I don't know, I think I, I need to be better at learning from failure better. Hmm. Like I'd say in the past year, like I have I've been better at putting myself in like taking risks to fail and like putting myself out there and doing that. But I think I could be more methodical about like being more diligent about writing down what I learned from it and like writing about them more because I journal, but I think I really need to be more uh, just diligent about teaching myself from my failures better. Yeah. Cause I think that's one thing that's been holding me back. Like, hmm. yeah, I'm just learning on the go, but like, how am I really, really holding myself accountable about learning from my failures? So sure. that's one thing that I, what kind of spurred me and like just taking calculated risk and also just like managing my body language better. Yeah. Like just taking the fact that like, you never know who's watching, whether it's like a meeting like a meeting that you have may not seem a big deal to you in that moment, but what you gave off your body language, someone from that meeting could come around in your life at some point again. So you just never know. So I think that's one thing that I just kind of, my body language is good, but I just feel like it's, it's so easy for you to forget that stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so just things like that and just trying, trying to look for little weaknesses in your life that you may not see and like taking a step back to look at that. I think that kind of, that kind of. Uh, reinforce that so yeah man Ray Dalio especially with like moods and things too mm-hmm. like people what we've talked about your energy is 60 feet yeah is that what it is and like yeah I see that all the time like if if my mood is is a little different like all have different interactions with patients I'm like hmm this isn't a hundred mm-hmm. like why not like am I frustrated with something? Am I am I pissed off about something? Is it related to this? Un, very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Like what what needs to happen? So I'm I get these levels back up. Mm-hmm. Has so, anyone ever asked you if you've been all right? Any of your patients? Has anybody ever picked I, up on it before? I have very rarely, but okay. I do have one. Uh, she. She is very empathic, like I am. Like so, she feels a lot of energy. She has training with holistic healing, various types. She's been a nurse. She's she's done everything under the sun. It's crazy. This lady's awesome. And we have, I mean, my appointment times with her are fifteen minutes. They're not very long. But I've known her. I think she started seeing my doc only a few months before I started. She's an older gal. And she's one of these, like, within her community, people, like, kids call her, like, grandma or whatever. And she looks out for a lot of people. And she's, she's a just a caretaker, man. Like, she takes care of people. But she had picked up that I was not right. Mm-hmm. And there was one day, I, you know, I just start working on her. And she goes... Colin, I feel your heavy heart. I'm going to pray for you today. And I almost just burst into tears right there. Because it's like, I was on the cusp of going into just a tough, tough battle. 
with myself mm-hmm. and and she she knew right away and we always we've had that talk before that we're just we're pl- we play at the deep end of the pool so we pick up on different things and not like i don't like talking to patients about like personal things just like because if you come to me in pain i want to be the light in your day like that's one thing that we have the caveat of like if we have some shit going on ourselves which everyone in our office like that works there has seen the other deal with some shit and that's where it's like you got to you got to put it away because sometimes that is the highlight of someone's day and that's it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes coming to see us is the only good part of their day. Yeah. So with her, it's like we check in on each other, which is kind of cool. Like, Hey, how you doing? Like, yeah, uh, I made it today. And I'll be like, you know, I can feel that. Or if she'll, you know, how you doing? Like, I'm okay. And it's like, all right, we're taking okay today. And, yeah. and but we know, we each know. The, you understand each other. Yeah, we'll give each other a response of, "Hey, I'm really good today," or "I'm I'm present." Yeah. You know, there, there's we just and that's just a her and me thing. No one else really knows. Like, even though I work in an open space, other people don't know. We know, and it's just we check on each other. So it's one of those things. I'm very grateful for her. She's like another grandmother to me. Uh, you know, she's the only patient that. I'll outwardly say like, oh, I love you too. Like, give a hug. Like, we're that close. So it's it's really cool. Um, but yeah, very few. She's the only one really. Uh, because it's just, that's not a, a trend that I want to start. It's right. It's just better to make sure you're, you're that uplifting for people. and Which we are for each other too. Yeah. It's, you know, but it's, there is that one where we just, we check on each other. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And good man. I've told her like, man, you and my mom would be best friends. <laughs> That's good that she reminds me of your mom. Yeah, yeah. So very, very uh, giving in that sense. But Ray Dalio, billionaire. Yeah. Tribe of mentors. Yes, sir. Learning weaknesses, cause. That's right. What do you have for book talk? So I, I, I was reading on. It's funny that all this is together. I was practicing ignoring your negative thoughts, which is very hard to do. And I was reading that we have upwards to 50,000 thoughts per day. And some of these are productive, positive, etc. But we're going to get the opposite as well. And it's learning to ignore and dismiss more of the negatives when we recognize that they're starting to creep in. Are, are you leaning towards, okay, I'm going to start this snowball? Or are you telling yourself a story? Especially if it hasn't even happened yet or it may never happen. I'm guilty of that too. Just telling yourself a, a particular story. You paint a scenario and maybe get wound up from it. You know, we've all done it. Like way to work or this conversation is going to go this way. Then I'm going to jab here. And then, oh man, I'm going to right hook and uppercut this motherfucker and it's going to be game on. Like conversation might be as light as it can be. It might not ever get to that point. So yeah. those types of things, negative thoughts. And it's, again, very, very hard to do when it's like, Especially if you're dealing with some shit, it's like, man, it's just all the time. You got to find something else. Like catch yourself like, no, okay, what was good today? Or what do I get happy about? Or what am I doing later? It's you need to find a practice to to fend as many of those off as you can. You're not going to get them all. Not going to get them all. But it's it's recognizing, it's like I tell 
patience, you know, recognize the everyday stuff. Are you sitting a funky way? Are you sitting and contracting somewhere all the time and you don't know why your back hurts, but you live there? I don't know. Same exact thing. It's just, I need to recognize. Recognize when I start it and devise some plan. Everyone's plan is going to be different. How do I stop it uh, when I can? You know, sometimes you just got to, you got to mole on some things, but it's like, okay, I'm driving, going into work, like, oh yeah, I like this jam, and then you start to think about something, and then you're not even at work yet, and you're getting kind of agitated, you're getting irritable, it's like, by the time you get in, even if you love your people, it's like, man, this is fucking stupid, like, all right, anything else, I could just, any more time on this, you know, just something small where it's like, it's a seed of thought, it snowballs, and by the time you get somewhere, or you're with someone that shouldn't even have anything to do with your your negative thoughts or mood it's like they trigger it and it's like yo what's going on here cat and so that can happen and so i i didn't know if you had uh practice for catching those if you find yourself or if you don't really have too bad of an issue it's like you you get a negative thought like oh nope get out of there uh i say a positive thought over and over out loud to myself like three to five times in a row whenever I find myself going down a negative thought. Okay. I have have, have negative thought. I mean, we all go through negative thoughts. You said 50,000 thoughts. You think 50,000 out of 50,000 are going to be positive every day? man. MJ is still MJ. (laughs) Uh, Do you have like a go-to positive thought that really gets you out fast or is it just like based on that day? Based on whatever mood I'm in. Like if if I'm down about how I'm doing at work. I'm just like, you're a successful salesman. You're a great communicator. You love to help people. Okay. Say things about yourself that are positive. Just more affirmations. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the best way to get out of it. Cause, or, or just go talk to someone about it. Like mm-hmm. those are the two things I would do. Go talk to someone. Like you need to either talk to yourself about it in a positive way, or you need to talk about everything that you're talk that you're thinking about to someone else. You can't, mm-hmm. it's like you said, if you talk negative to yourself and keep on doing it to yourself, it's just going to make things worse. Mm-hmm. Instead, go talk to someone else about it or give positive affirmations. Yeah. So. Okay. I like that. Because your, your brain, I mean, your your brain, like, will trick yourself into believing something if you keep on saying it over and over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then you'll really believe it. Yeah. So I would say just to get out of that. It's, it's, it's tough to get out of that sometimes, but that's how I would do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other thing, I was just going to quick, I'm going to take up yoga. I, I got a yoga mat. What motivated you to take up yoga? Reading, reading this, reading the chapter of the book, or what? No, my body tells me. Okay. I've done yoga. I could probably count on one hand for being completely honest here, which we always are. I've done like a body flow type class. I've done some yoga before, not a lot, but every time I've done it, my body responds so well. I just feel so good, mm-hmm. and it's like, yo, cat, more of this, man. And finally, over the weekend, I had thoughts of like when I was doing my journaling. I was like, all right, man, some of your routines are off, if not completely absent, that you used to do. And you need to start having a little more discipline in some areas. And, you know, I like to think I treat my body well for the most part, but lately not so much. And so this is part of me taking care of a body that I have on lease. I don't have own on this. Mm. You know, it's not going with me. So... And it's my tool to do everything that I want to do. So if I can't function, if I feel like shit, if I hurt, if I ache, if internally I'm jacked up, I'm not going to get to where I want to be because I have to take care of my body. My body will get me there. 
if I treat it appropriately to get me there. Mm. It's like you put an unleaded or premium in your Ferrari. So yoga is part of my premium gas that I need to put into it. So I've thought, okay, if I lift three, four days a week, I have, I think there's just set days and times for yoga at my gym. One of those is going to be a yoga day. That's it. I don't lift on that day. If I'm out of town that weekend and that's like my fourth day, maybe I lift in the morning light and then I do yoga at night. And that's a very rare two a day. I don't, unless you're a top performing athlete, I don't think you need two a days. But I, I just think, you know, and I have read along with her, like it improves your, your body, mind, spirit connection. It just kind of balances you out a little bit can help with musculoskeletal awareness, flexibility, obviously, meditation, uh, strengthening parts of your back as well, help support the spine. Uh, I've heard it can help with sex drive. I mean, it's there's a lot of good things about yoga, and I just think I need it. I think I need it. It's, it's, a, it's a missing, a missing factor. So I got a mat, basically already a master yogi, because I got a cool looking mat with half a tree <laughs> on it. So, uh, yeah, word to your mother. Uh, but no, it's something that uh, I've been saying out loud too much and not doing it yet. So I think this, good is, that you acted I think this is my week. I think it's Thursday. Build good habits by just rolling out the mat every day. Yeah, so I started by rolling out my mat last night. I was like, oh, it's a good-looking mat. Yes. I like that mat. Post that a pic- is a post good Post a picture on the IG for mat. us. You know what? I think I shall. <laughs> and on that note... Uh, I think you all shall go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, Please do so. We really do appreciate it. And within that review, if you want to have us try to reach out to someone particular, have someone on the show, have a certain topic discussed, if you have a question that you want answered, throw that in there. You're still going to get a free laptop sticker as long as you DM us on Instagram, give us a good mailing address, and that you did so, and we'll send that right out to you. Tim, anything else for these lovely lovely people listening to this incredible podcast on this fine motherfucking Tuesday. Just enjoy the day. Be thankful you're alive. Go out and uh, treat it as such. Church. All right, guys. Until next time.